Fast X Golf. Uh, I'm here, as always, with my good buddy, Mr. Commander Klaus. Klaus, you were all over the place on Twitter this weekend. At, at first, you were mad at the USGA with how the course was playing. Soon, that anger turned into anger toward Bryson DeChambeau, who ended up basically boat racing the entire field, winning by six, just absolutely putting winged foot in his back pocket. Uh, just your thoughts on DeChambeau right off the rip. You know, as much as I want to, like, say how I said on Twitter about that he is not, I don't know, the, the, his style of golf isn't compatible, he did win, and he, looking back on it, it was kind of cool. I mean, the guy just ripped apart wing foot, and he just, he, he, he took advantage of it, because he would just crush it, and quite frankly, he would never have himself in such a bad lie where he wasn't able to like, get par. Yeah. And... I mean, I don't know. Looking at, I'm really torn on it because looking at golf as a standard, I don't agree with his style of play of just a bomber's paradise. I don't know. What what are you talking? So I love how you act like old school. What do you just, you don't want guys to hit the ball far? Like, what are you even talking about? I love how you act like DeShambo. Yeah, DeShambo wasn't super accurate, but I guess he was accurate enough where he's able to shoot six under when everybody else was going way over. No, it, no, it's not about. Usually, I read a stat, something like the, the last twenty U.S. Open winners, like nineteen out of the last twenty, have all been like one of the worst driving accuracy percentage in the field. So it's not about hitting fairways per se. It's about basically just I don't know. It, I just don't like him crushing it three hundred ninety yards because you shouldn't. Because <laughs> it's, I mean, it's freaking cool. What are you? It's, it's cool. It is, here's my but, yeah. Here's my pitch for Deshambo. The guy is, I mean, one, I feel like you should almost relate to this guy. You guys kind of remind me of each other with your tirades <laughs> on the course, kind of both analytical perspectives of golf. Uh, you both love golf. But here's why I love Shambo. He's himself, unapologetically himself. You know, he's he's a little bit of a nerd, a little bit of uh, he's got his quirks, that's for damn sure, with his club lengths and this and that. But he bombs it. That is kind of cool. And he oh, works yeah, hard. One length clubs. And he that works hard. Sweet. He completely redid his whole body. It's not like he just like cheated golf. It's like he's hitting it far for because he put in the work to do it. And it's not. And it's and it's it's cool that he's kind of a different guy. He's one of the most entertaining guys on the tour right now, especially in 2020. He's probably been the most entertaining guy in golf. And well, dude, I, and I the don't... thing is, is 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 it's he's good. So it's like all the shit that he talks about, like the ants on his ball, like he backs it up. He clearly knows the well, shit. He just won by six strokes. Okay, you tell me then. You tell me, Fats. What what is the secret to, or, or why would he? Why would Bryson beef up like that? And that, I, I just don't. I don't agree with that. You know, I'm not a huge like baseball like guy, but I know in the '90s they had their whole oh, home run derby go. with steroids. This is kind of comparable, is it not? I mean, I know he's not on steroids. I really, don't think he's on. I do not think he is. I I would be so hurt to find out if he was on steroids because really i don't i don't hate i don't really hate anybody on tour i don't even hate patrick reed i i just have winners and losers who i want to win and lose and 
it, it would just it would ruin the sport if I knew that. But what do you think? Do you think you don't think that's the case? No, I don't think I don't. I think guys like Deshambo are what make like the Deshambo versus Brooks rivalry. That's what makes golf fun. If I, I dude, I like Matt Wolf. Like his swing is cool. But but if you're if you're looking if you want me to tune into a golf match, you think I'm going to tune in for Webb Simpson, uh, Xander Schauffele, Harris English, Louis Oosthuizen? Which those are guys like four, fifth, and six. I don't want to watch them. I don't want to watch them. I want to watch Bryson DeChambeau. And I and as for like the USGA, I love it. How how can you explain this? I am so glad. I heard the rumors that apparently they wanted to keep it easy first couple days to make sure that everyone got in in time. Got their rounds in because of the fall. It's gonna be darker earlier. I don't. Oh. But explain to me how the how the hell was the course so much harder? It made us look like idiots. It made us look like idiots because we were the ones. Obviously, if anyone was reacting right after Thursday, they would have said the same thing. Twenty guys were under par. Horrible. But on 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 Sunday, only one guy went under, and that was DeChambo. So mm-hmm. so what is what the fuck changed? I don't understand how a course can be that much different. It wasn't like the weather was super different, was it? it well, it. Basically, it's the USGA. They back in 2017, I remember watching the Golf Channel, and then literally, if you remember the Aaron Hills course where Kepka won his first major, yeah, they literally took the heather that was like two feet long. They showed big John Deere like trucks, like you know the, the ones that have like the backs parts in it where you can like put uh, like grass and stuff like that that you shovel into it. Yeah, there was like 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 a dozen lined up convoy of those of those um, John Deeres full of that grass. They literally chopped down the entire rough. So they cut all the rough out, which that's what they also did at Wingfoot. They gave it a nice little mow on Thursday to make it easier. On top of that, watered the absolute bonkers out of it. I mean, if you if you notice the greens from Thursday where players were playing target golf and probably even a couple of videos that you can look up, they were just boot right there, even backspinning it. But compared to Sunday you weren't getting backspin. There was balls rolling off the green, balls coming back off the slopes because they weren't watering him. So watering they, it's yeah. usually the key. But as far as Thursday, it, it, looking back, it wasn't as hard or wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be because the way it was looking Thursday was going to be the winners going to be 1,400 par, yeah. which wasn't far off. But if you throw Bryson out, the winner would have been even par. So it did play over par. It's just Bryson just played an absolute – I mean, once every 20-year type round in the final round, which it annoyed me a little bit because he just wouldn't make a mistake. But (laughs) you got to hand it to the guy. I was waiting for him to make to make that one U.S. Open Classic mistake where he just, but he he just he had that feeling. You just you knew he wasn't going to choke it away. He he earned it. So you you so where do you stand on the USGA overall? How did you how would you rate this U.S. Open? Did it was it good? Was it bad? Was it just mediocre? What was it? Um. That's a tough one. Um, I'd say it was mediocre for for winged foot. And and here's my here's the biggest. If you want if you want to listen to the biggest thing, I'll say this whole pot is this: is that winged foot was advertised as being this eight over par, six over par is going to win the tournament to where the cut line is going to be thirteen over par or something. Yeah, and we didn't see that Thursday. We saw almost the opposite. It was still tough. But it wasn't nearly as tough as what they advertised. Even on Saturday or Sunday when it was tougher, we saw almost over par golf win it, except for Bryson. Yeah. But we were expecting that. We, we expected to see the winner at five over, and we didn't. So I think the if I had to give a letter grade for the USG, I'd give them a C-plus for this week. It played very tough. 
we wouldn't be shooting 120 there. But as far as the media hype, they get an F minus. Like literally, I'm sick of them hyping the golf course up for months and then coming out and saying, oh, well, you know, the pros are just, they've never seen this type of golf before. You know, this course isn't built for it. Then, then don't come out with the headline. Just have it a regular tournament then. Just say, here's the U.S. Open. Who cares what the score is? Just go out and play it. And that's what's hilarious is why like why are they watering it on Thursday to like if you're gonna be 100 percent in on like it's gonna be difficult then just let it play difficult don't water it but they didn't do that as for like what about Matt Wolf I mean this guy kind of burst onto the scene uh, U.S. Open he really choked away the lead hard which I don't blame him I mean he's, he's our age he's 21 years old and he's got the U.S. Open lead uh, heading into the final. He's in the final grouping, and he just basically falls apart. Well, but what you love his swing. What is it about his swing that seemingly has you so infatuated? I don't know. I'm just mesmerized by it, dude. It's like it, it's it's just so pure. I mean, I always again. I don't know why I always refer to baseball. I always do baseball references on forever. I don't know why, but you know the sound of like the baseball going into a mitt. You just did that that nice like, sound. Yeah, like you just know it's pure. Same thing with golf. Like if you know, you know you strike an iron. Usually, like you can hear it with drivers or wedges, I guess a little bit. But mostly, it's irons, like a six iron or something. You just you hear that flush sound. He flushes it every single time with that swing, and it is just it's so it's so weird, but it it works so well. And I don't know. I might be able. I'm gonna look at it. That's that's the content we need. We need you to look into potentially. I mean, your swing has gotten a lot of negative criticism on. On Twitter, the last couple days, if we're being yeah, honest, uh, whenever you post a video of your swing, do you think that it might be time to maybe revamp it? You've also seen how all your buddies are pretty much surpassing you in skill level. You're getting pretty angry about how you don't hit the ball very. You don't hit the ball very far. Uh, a lot of things are kind of collapsing around you in your golf game. Switching to Matt Wolf's swing could be what revitalizes you. Well, I'm going to give you like three contradictions. I hit it farther than you. I shoot lower than you. And I didn't say me. I didn't say me. Well, you said your bodies, so I'm yeah, like, okay. But <laughs> your bodies. I am. I am definitely beating you more than you would like to admit. I'm probably beating you forty percent of the time we play. Dude, what? I'm, okay, let's not get into that. But I mean, throw okay, throw out the bombers paradise comments. So I don't want to bring that up either. But basically, going back to Matt Wolf, his swing. There's something to learn from it. I'm not going to change anything. And, and literally, the video on, on that everybody's that two people said that is a weird swing. One, that's my swing, and two, we were shooting a video where I didn't care about the swing. I was trying to do a club twirl, which a club twirl is. <laughs> you already have a built-in excuse for why your swing. That's what that's your that, swing looks well, like. Don't act like that's not your swing. Okay, well the swing. You know, do you you know that your you know you know that your swing has some you know issues. You know your swing has some issues. Agree or disagree? Um, I'm gonna say disagree. You saying it's a perfect swing? I didn't say it was a perfect swing. Well, oh, I, you, I it said it has some issues. The the captain hook has set sail to another continent. Oh my yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> speaking of a couple of uh, fall parts, obviously we talked about the two guys who finished first and second. Uh, what the hell's going on with Justin Thomas? What the hell's going on with Jordan Spieth? Uh, you start with whoever you want to, but good lord, what's going on with these guys? Oh, Jordan Speed! I'm gonna be writing. I'm gonna be writing him up pretty soon here. Um, a post about he. I don't. He's so lost. But as far as Thomas, he's the easier one. He's playing really good golf this year. He's probably one of the best players in the world right now. Um, as far as like you know, staying hot. But 
he choked away Wingfoot bad. I mean, goes out there and lights up the course on the easiest day and then just shoots like, what, a 77 or something like that and just totally – and he still came tied for eighth, but which isn't bad, but that's only because he shot 65 in the first round. He played like seven over – nine over golf the last three days. Pretty much irrelevant. Well, same with Patrick Reed. He, he was – in the lead Saturday and then shot a 43 on the back nine at Wingfoot. Never heard from him again. So I don't know that that course just did. It, it did a lot of the veterans in major winners just did it right in. Who is, who is somebody you looked at? Uh, it's kind of, obviously there's Matt Wolf. Is there anyone else like Webb Simpson who really fell off the earth for a long time? Seems to be playing really well lately. Who is like some guy that you're kind of looking at maybe as a dark horse already for the masters coming up uh, in the fall? Oh, like a dark, okay, a dark horse. Um, I'm going to go Brendan Todd. I think he, I don't know, not, not a lot of people know who Brendan Todd really is. He won a couple times, like, back in 2014, and he was in contention for the U.S. Open, I remember. He was, like, leading after one of the rounds. Yeah. But he fell off the radar. I don't know if it was injury. I don't really know, because he wasn't really like a huge name. You just kind of like would see him like tied for 10th and go, Oh yeah, he's up there. But he's won. He won. He almost won three straight tournaments a year ago this time back in like November. And now he is literally coming like in contention in, in majors. Now he was in contention at the PGA and this week or last week he fell apart for each time. But if he's in the field for the match, I, I would assume he is, but I would look out for that guy. And that's the same guy that chucked his club across the fairway in one of the around two or <laughs> one. La- yeah. Okay. What the hell happened? Dude, we saw of all the freakouts we saw this weekend, we saw two notable ones, the club whip, which was by who, who threw the club in the middle of the fairway about 40 feet. Brendan Todd. Brendan Todd. The guy you picked to win the, win the tournament. Um, not the best pick from you. Not a great weekend uh, in terms of your picks this week. Not going to lie. Um, and That's secondly, exactly you had the guy who six putted within about three feet and just completely lost <laughs> his mind. Which of those two was your favorite blowout, and why? The uh, I don't know. I've probably done both of them, but uh, <laughs> you have. <laughs> I know. Um, probably the club toss, just because I saw it. My initial reaction was, "Oh!" The putt was just kind of like the putt was just kind of. It's stupid, funny because but, you're watching this guy like, "Oh, this is my pick." Let's go. Come on. Wait a minute. It wasn't my pick. Yes, he was. I thought Brendan Todd was your sleeper pick. No, it was Tyron. Well, hadn't missed the cut, so that makes it any worse. But uh, Dustin Johnson gave tied for six. A, a dark. He was a dark horse. He never, you never saw him on TV once all weekend. Tied for six. Never heard from him at all. No. Just boom. Right there. Never, never would have known. <laughs> uh, all right. Last thing before we get you out of here. You uh, are famously pretty much anti-bombers. Paradise, when you, I just don't really understand what you mean by this. What do you mean, like, the new wave of golf where it's all about bombing it? Like, you don't think, like, isn't uh, Tiger's thing for the longest time was that he was just such an incredible putter? Well, driving, it's different. It's more of an ego-centric thing for especially men where they go out to golf <laughs> just to crush it. They don't care if they shoot 140. They, just, they, they can crush it one time. 300 yards, they'll think that they're the best golfer on that course for that day, which I I just have a total like hatred for that. Like if you hit it far, fine, but back it up with your game. If you can crush it, fine, shoot good, then that's fine. But so, 
if you literally play golf and listen to this, if you play golf to just drive it and bomb it and who cares where it goes, if it goes OB, if it goes in the hazard, oh well, you still hit it far, but you can still make your par if you hit it in the rough that's 40 yards left of the green or whatever. That's not golf. That's just you hitting it as far as you can and then going, oh shoot, hopefully I can recover and get a par. Yeah. Like, I'm all for course management, as you are. So you said that in 2030, kids are going to look at DeChambeau and try to emulate his game. So what did you mean by that? Well, I just said where literally they just go up there and just try to crush it as far as they can, beef up or whatever, do you know your weightlifting routine or whatever they got to do, and just go out there and try to rip it. And then like, like basically – Focus on just driving the golf ball off the tee and then play a little filler part to your game. Like, oh, if I'm here, I can just do like a couple like half-hearted chips and then putting, obviously. But you don't need to work on your irons. You don't need to work on your hybrids. You don't need to work on really anything else except recovery, putting, chipping, and driving. Classic. All right, where can our listeners uh, find you? What's your Twitter handle and uh, what's some things you got coming down the pipe here? Uh, it is uh, at FatSaxKlaus. And just F capital and K capital, okay. one word. And down the pipe this week, I'm going to be doing a U.S. Open review, pretty much just kind of covering the course, the players, and what to expect coming up for the next couple months. Yep. And probably, let's see. Jordan Spieth, a, Jordan's, a deep dive into what's happened to Jordan Spieth, potentially? I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say next week for that, but I'm thinking more along the lines of, I got to address this Metro Detroit golfer group on Facebook. <laughs> I, I, I have to. That's become front and center. All right. That's got to be. All right. Fair enough. That's uh, that's our golf that's analyst who uh, loves to report from his bunker uh, right up there in uh, the Emerald, the mid-Michigan, the gem of mid-Michigan golf. That's Klaus. All right. Thanks for coming on, Klaus. We will talk to you uh, definitely for sure before the Masters uh, in the fall. See you later. Yes, sir.